The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN podcast. I'm your host, as always, Billy. And uh, now, for those that are wondering, something's gone wrong here. I was due to speak to the super executioner himself, uh, but it's okay though. We've got former WrestleZone Tag Team Champion and former Tri Counties Champion himself, Mr. P, on the the podcast. So I mean, that's a pretty good upgrade, I would say. Uh, just don't let Super Executioner hear that. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. I, I didn't expect this. I, I really didn't, Billy. Um, let's be honest, he needs a handler, and I'm the handler for uh, Super Execution, for those that don't know. Uh, we've driven up and down the roads, as they say. Uh, and yeah, I, I came to set this up for him. He's not very good with the computer and with uh, the internet and whatnot, and I can't find him. So while we wait for him to turn up, uh, let's talk wrestling, man. Let's yeah. talk wrestling. I'm, that's what I'm here for. You, you are the, the guru of the Scottish wrestling, so... Uh, go ahead and remind me of uh, <laughs> what I've done and what the executioner's done, so I can then tell him when well, he finally. I was gets, very excited to get to get you on the podcast because little known fact to everyone, uh, you're actually the first person I met at WrestleZone. Um, really? Yep. Aberdeen Anarchy 2013. I arrived with two tickets because I was hoping to get a mate to come. Nobody came with me, and I bumped into yourself. I went, "I've got a spare ticket." can anyone make use of it anyway give me 10 minutes and then you walked off came back going yeah i've got someone that'll take a ticket gave me the money and then i was like did that yeah wow were you you weren't first in line were you were you first in the line uh near near enough yeah that's okay if you were i i I, i'll tell you that day that's when i was mr patterson wrestle zone management and had the suit and everything and uh oh it was hectic it was a busy busy stressful wrestling's easy right but see when you do behind the scenes stuff and work like the door that's tough man that's really tough man. but that's cool i didn't know i didn't know i was the first person you ever met i hope i hope i was nice to you <laughs> you, were, you were very nice but yeah i was so confused because i'm not a very social person to be perfectly honest with you so coming into a new place new environment didn't know anyone because i've never seen wrestling before i was right. going because billy gunn was coming i'm going to see billy gunn <laughs> so but yeah just i was like i've got to take yeah, how long were you a wrestling fan, though? You've been a wrestling uh, fan forever, I've been you? a wrestling fan since, since uh, 98, 99. Yeah, yeah, forever. Yeah, so, yeah, it, yeah you knew, okay, yeah, you knew wrestling. You didn't oh, yeah. Go, oh, no, no, I didn't yeah. turn up and go, oh, no. oh there's something on, I better go, go to it. But, no, it was, yeah. yeah, I went to see Billy Gunn, and somehow, for some reason, I got Hacksaw Jim Duggan to sign my tag team belt because I was too nervous to say no. So you've never held this. Why? Yes, there you go, Jim. Please sign yeah. it. <laughs> that that should make it even more expensive now though because he hasn't had it you know be it's too obvious if billy gunn signs it but you've got hacks or jim duggan signing it it's like Absolutely. getting it's like getting ben affleck to sign a superman card you know what i mean it's like <laughs> there you go <laughs> uh anyway so the first question we ask everyone um is just it's the, it's the boring wrestling question but it's a nice icebreaker how did you get into pro wrestling what got you hooked yeah yeah it's it's not a boring question it's a good question <laughs> There's a long answer, but like I said earlier, Billy, long answer short. Uh, for me, uh, I can't speak for Super Executioner, well, obviously, when he gets here. Um, it was 19, I was in first year at school, 
right? So, you know, when you go to a new secondary school, all these other primary schools come together. I didn't know anybody, right? Because I'd been taken away from all the primary school friends. So you just hang about with guys and everybody was talking about uh, wrestling and they're talking about Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior. And I had no clue what they were talking about. So as in an effort to fit in, I thought, I need to, I need to find out what these guys are talking about. So uh, just by chance, the following weekend, I was at my granny's down in Aloha. Love Aloha. Respect all the Aloha people. And uh, went to Woolworths. And she said, look, pick something. I'll buy you a present. And I saw wrestling videotapes. And do you want to know the first videotape that I bought? It was SummerSlam 89. And I couldn't have picked a better better video. So, of course, not knowing anything about wrestling, bought this video, came back up to Stonehaven. That's where I lived at the time. And uh, put on this video so I could fit in with my friends and talk about wrestling. And I just fell in love with it there and then. I became hooked. And uh, if you've not seen SummerSlam 89, Oh, it's amazing. Heart Foundation against the Brainbusters was the first match. Brett Hitman Hart's always been my man ever since then. And uh, that was it. That's what got me hooked. That's, that's a really, it's, it's a weird change of pace. Because when I was, when I was watching, um, it was 99, it was height actually, but wrestling was still uncool. So I had one friend, I had two friends actually, that liked wrestling. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. Was it. It, it, it's funny, like, obviously we were in first year. So everybody, even now, first years and that they love wrestling and uh, I grew everyone else grew out of it I have never grown out of wrestling and just a wee, a wee funny comment here obviously I'm a teacher and this first year this was years ago it's so funny this first year a girl came up to me and goes Mr Patterson do you like wrestling you know and I was this I was late 20s at the time I was like yeah yeah I love wrestling oh my brother used to like wrestling but he grew out of it oh yeah he's nine <laughs> burn you know it's got burned by a first year and uh yeah so her brother grew out of it at nine years old and here was me in my late 20s still loving wrestling so it's, it's yeah it's you, you cool we've went we went through the trials and tribulations of it being cool and I've, I've yeah i've been the same i've never given up on on it even though there's probably times i should have or or pressured into it but i was like no i, I end up just being the wrestling guy yeah, yeah. but we still you still have that one friend right that one friend that likes wrestling does he still like it uh he dipped in and out but right he came back recently to the world of wrestling uh i ended up dragging him to only dragging um he watched nxt he UK and uh <laughs> oh there was a show there was a show up in inverness with wolfgang on it and i was like uh this is years ago now and i was like like you still interested in wrestling yeah well wolfgang's coming up to inverness he's like wait what sorry the guy off the telly like, hi so I end up taking him up to Inverness and see the wrestling, and uh, yeah, it's it, live wrestling's just the best. I, I, I don't. That's why I always say to people, it's like um, watch it on telly because my wife wouldn't watch it on telly, but she'll go see it live. So yeah. that's the difference. Squish just goes, it's it's not fun on the telly. You can't interact, but if you go to see it live, they're there. Yeah, and they can yeah. shout, and you can shout to them, and and uh, she loves she loves Mr. P because she loves like the big. Big Mr. P chance, and it's just in the in the such Aberdonian accent. Yeah, it's yeah. just uh, hey, she just loves that interaction. There's a, a lot to be said about a name, and when you can get a name that has a nice little beat to it, <laughs> it's a whole lot easier, you know. Like if it was uh, if it was just David Patterson, David Patterson, David Patterson, <laughs> it doesn't work. You got to have a good beat to your name, uh, so that always helped me with that. Uh, so how did you how did you decide to actually pursue being a wrestler then? 
yeah, again, long story short, I think I hear movement from the executioner, but we'll get him in a second. No, it's not him. It's the cat. Um, no, what I've mentioned before, and again, everybody that knows me know I'm a teacher. I'm a school teacher. I work at a secondary school. And you, do you, when you were at secondary school, did you have activities week? Was that yeah. a thing where you have, so that's during study leave. So for years, I'd always done paintball for activities week. And I loved paintball. Right? I loved it. But after a couple of years, I thought I need to do something different with the kids. And it just hit me, right? What do I like? What do I enjoy? I enjoy wrestling. I wonder if there's any wrestling schools in Aberdeen. And maybe we could do an activities week where the kids get to practice. Oh, just look at, just Googled it. And up popped WrestleZone. And there was a uh, Scotty Swift's beautiful face. Uh, <laughs> one of the first images, like, who's this guy with a pineapple in his head? And uh, so then I just contacted them. I said, look, Mr. Partisan, I'm a teacher. I'm a big wrestling fan. Do you get, because they obviously, they had just opened their, their facility. They just started training in Aberdeen. Would you like to do something? And then they emailed back, says, yeah, we should meet up. So I met up at Slane's Castle with them. Not the castle, you know, <laughs> up by Peterhead. It's a pub in Aberdeen called Slane's Castle. That would have been awesome if we'd actually met at the castle. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, and we so I met them there, just myself, Scotty, and uh, one of the other guys, and one of the other managers. And I'm not going to tell you his name because that's behind the scenes stuff. Uh, he likes to be kept secret. But I met him with a guy and had the greatest conversation in the world. Um, because, yes, I'm like, I didn't have that one friend who was a wrestling fan. I had many friends that would dip in and out. You know what I mean? And so I never really had anyone to talk about wrestling with. But when I met Scotty and Bill, it was like, oh, my God, we're just on the same wavelength about everything to do with wrestling. We just love wrestling. We just spoke about wrestling. And uh, I went home and, and my girlfriend at the time asked how it went. I just, I think I've had the best conversation with anybody ever. <laughs> we just spoke about wrestling. So we organized for the, uh, the activities week to take place. But then one day before, I, it was months before, because we're talking almost, you know, eight, nine months before activities week, because you have to organize it. I was messing them things like sizes of the ring because I needed to know if we could get the ring in the drama studio at the school. And they messaged back. And then I just thought, because I've always been an athletic guy, right? And I thought, I wonder if I could, I wonder if I could train with them. You know? So I just messaged, I just said, hey, what's the chances of me just having a go with you guys? Just not taking it seriously, just wanting to have a go. Like everybody who gets in the wrestling bubble, you just want to set foot in a ring. You know what I mean? You just maybe, and then you're like, mm, I just want to have one match. You know, for me, it was just, I just wanted to get body slammed or suplex just to see what it's like. And they said, yeah, come along on this date and we'll put you through your paces. And then it just went off from there. Because that was it. Just started training. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'm exactly the same. My, my, my dream, I think I mentioned it in a past podcast. I have, I have only one, if I'm going to do anything wrestling, I want to do one thing. Remember when uh, you, you get guys like Sean Wallace from uh, even... Thing. They, they come in and do a, a run in and then that's it yeah. that is that is all i want to do that just yeah. i don't want to i mean obviously i would trade to be able to do it safely but i just want to come in do one spot whether it's an elbow drop off top rope something brave uh or or just run in and then out and then that's be done that's so exactly in, in career career is over from that point i could retire and it, it's, it's it's about being con content just like i say being in the ring just actually being in a ring and just feeling the ropes. That was so cool for me. 
you know, I was like, wow, this is good. And this was like, I think it was four months after I'd started training with them, you know, and then it was always, again, you really want to do it, but in the back of your mind, you, I never, I never got my hopes up when I was training. I was just, I'm doing it because it's something to do on a, on a Wednesday night. I love it, blah, blah, blah. But then things progress, you get told about storylines, you get told about what you're going to do, and then the next thing you know, you're, you're addicted, you know, so, yeah. But Billy, I mean, you know, I could, you know, you you like the you like the executioner, right? You're a big fan of the executioner. Of course, I'm. I, I, I love I, mean, I, I love him. He's just he's just bonkers in the in the best way for wrestling. Well, I could speak to him. You know, we could we could always cook something up. You know, my you in the ring with the executioner. Come on now, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. that's 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 the dream. I've got a mask and everything. Uh, obviously, it's a mask? wrestling mask. I've got a wrestling mask somewhere. Well, look, do you do you want to do you want to give me a second? Because there's someone at the door. He's struggling to get in the right. He's struggling to get in the door right now. No, seriously, I'm not lying to you. He's, he's struggling. Use your key. Can you give me two seconds? No bother. No bother. That's fine. Right, I'll, I'll go get myself right, prepared as well. Do you have a, like a commercial? Run a commercial for um. What is it? What's the commercial? What's the? the I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> what's the? What's the? Oh, I know this one. I don't want to say it because is it rude? The blue pill. Oh no, no, no! We don't advertise. We don't, unfortunately, we don't have an advertisement with Blue Chew just yet. Blue Chew, that's it. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad I don't remember the name of it. You know? <laughs> right. Just worrying what, that I do. Is it, is it the door? Give me two seconds. Me two okay, go. Cool. What's this nonsense? <laughs> Billy. <laughs> Hello, Super Execution. I can't see in this mask, so I won't have to take it off, unfortunately. Look, just racking. No, keep it on. Keep it on. It's looking good. Oh, like there it. we go. I like that's, it. That's, that's the mask I'll wear when we, when we team up eventually. Absolutely. <laughs> Wait, who, 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 who's the mask, is it? Who's the uh, mask? I, I don't know. eBay. eBay mask. <laughs> the eBay. The eBay Executioner. It's got How hair. you doing, Billy? You all right? I, I, am, I am amazing. I was so excited that you, you tweeted me and you were like, you want to be on the show? And I was like, I can't say no to, to of course, uh, Leo DiCappuccino's stunt double himself. Listen, that, the Twitter, right? First of all, <laughs> what, what is it all about? I don't know, right? But I do know I can put photos of myself up on the Twitter. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you're, Everyone you're... likes to see a photo of the Twitter, <laughs> of the Kalima. Yeah, I mean, we get to see your your, your famous uh, flying antics. We get to see you know, you beating Crusher Crabe, you know, and all that, all that kind of good stuff. Crusher Crabe, yeah. What a future that boy's got. I tell you, yeah, I've put him through his paces a few times. No, I'm serious, though, right? Seriously, right? Seriously. When people twenty years from now, when people talk about WrestleZone, they'll look at right who is the best opponent for such and such. You know, John Cena. Who is You've got John Cena, you've got Randy Orton, you've got Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Stone Cold, The Rock, Crusher Crabe, Super Executioner. You know what I mean? That's the that, one. I'm serious. That is the best opponent he's ever had. But he doesn't know it yet. 20 years, 20 years, mark the date on the Twitter and you'll see. I'm serious. I'm serious. I, I, absolutely, I absolutely believe you. So, I mean, I've already asked uh, Mr. P this question, so I'm going to need to find out <sighs> yourself as well. Mr. P, uh, you're on your bike locking the door, eh? Double lock, 
the door. How do you double lock it? Don't put the chain on the door. How's someone supposed to get in? How did you get into wrestling? What was it the Kalima first? How how did you get there? Right. True story. True story. Uh, have you ever seen Indiana Jones? Right? Of course. Yeah. You've seen it. Tell me you've seen Indiana Jones. Just lie if you haven't, right? You ever seen Raiders of the Lost Ark? I have. There's a scene in that movie, right? Where Indiana Jones why are you moving? Stop moving. The Indiana Jones squares up to this guy with a big sword. Remember him? And he's like with a big sword. Seriously, do you remember it? I do, right? yeah. And what does Indiana Jones do? Pulls out his gun, right? Kills him. Right? I was devastated because I liked that guy. That guy was a badass, right? And if he had got his head screwed on, right, right, he would have kicked Indiana Jones' ass. But Indiana Jones shot him. So right there and then I thought, you know what? I want to be a character. I wasn't born like this. I wasn't born like this. I want to be a character like that guy, right? And I think I've, I think I've managed to pull that off. You know, I am the backstory to that one man of Raiders of the Lost Ark. I am the backstory. I am him reincarnate, right? I will do Makali Ma. And then they'll just pull out a gun. Well, I'm still trying to work on that, but you know. Do you know the story behind that, by the way? I don't. You know, I like you know, real life story behind that. Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford, right? Um, Han Solo, right? The Fugitive. He'd had this big choreographed fight planned with this guy. And then they started filming it and they were about to have this. This is true. They were about to have this planned fight, but he had the flu that day. He'd eaten something. <laughs> he'd eaten a of Indaloo or something, and he had an upset dummy, and he was away to fight him, and he just thought, I've got a gun, I'll just shoot him. And they kept it in the film. That's a true story, I didn't make that up. That's true. I feel bad for the guy that, that was the sword, who's, who spent all his, his time getting all this choreography, and he was getting ready for this big fight, and always just sat there standing there looking like a, a plum, yep. just going, oh, indeed. Story of my life, that's how I got into wrestling. Uh, so where'd the mask come from? Was it was it passed down through generations of super executioners? Where'd the mask come from? Same as you, mate. Internet. <laughs> no, it. Uh, aye, it was. Well, you got not right. True story. And it is not. When I say true story, I mean it's a true story because a lot of people think I'm full of crap, right? Um. Do you know there was? Do you know there was actually one other super executioner before me? I do. We've we've spoken to him on on the podcast. So Mr. I, I didn't, there you go. I didn't know if he he would want me to say his name, but there was another super executioner. So while I was training to be a wrestler, what WrestleZone likes to do is they don't want to just throw you into the ring, throw you into the fire, sink or swim. They prepare you. So they created this character, WrestleZone, um, based on Indiana Jones, and they created this character so that trainees could have a go and experience the crowd. So, of course, Aspen Faith, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was a Christmas show. He did it for his first match in a Battle Royal. Am I right in saying it was a Battle Royal, Billy? That's it, yeah. You are so smart. You are the smartest guy in this room. So, anyway, um, so that was that. And then fast forward, like, four months later, it was April. They wanted me to test out Super Executioner. So they gave me the suit, that Aspen, the gear that Aspen Faith had. And it was, I'm there, Billy, it was awful, right? It was all homemade. Bless the person that made them. They did a good job. But for me and my body, 
it didn't suit me. The mask was, it was uncomfortable. The gear was weird. I, so I thought, you know what? I've got to jazz this up, right? Because I've only got, what, three, four weeks before I'm having this match with Blue Thunder. So Google the internet, or I got actually Mr. P to Google the internet because I don't know anything about computers. I don't even know where I'm supposed to bloody well look in this thing. And, uh, and anyway, I got, I thought, well, Indiana Jones, he was all dressed in black. I, the guy that he killed with a gun, it was all dressed in black. So I went for this sort of, you know, Middle Eastern ninja type look. And then I just wanted a plain black mask because I didn't want anyone to know the secret identity because that's the thing. You don't want to know the secret identity. You may think you know, and you may actually know, but you play along. And that's what's happened with me. People are playing along with me. Anyway, so that's where I got the, the gear. So I, did, I was all jazzed up, ninja style, um, different to the super executioner that Aspen Faith portrayed at Christmas time. Is that making sense, Billy? It does. It makes absolute sense. Did so, I answer your question? I don't even know if I hide the internet is where I got it. Possibly. Uh, so, so when you put that mask on and you became the super executioner, so the one before it was just super executioner, you're now the one and only. Two uh, E's. Uh, what was what was it like uh, squaring up to Blue Thunder for the first time? Then, and our our masked man, uh, he's got he's hiding his identity as well. People may know, people may not. So it was just uh, these forces colliding of mysteriousness. Uh, how how was that? The anticipation and the build up for the WrestleZone fans. You've never seen anything like it. It was amazing, right? <laughs> the, the, here's the thing with the mask, right? I didn't know. I didn't even have a real move set. You know how wrestlers talk about their move sets. I just knew I was a heel, be a heel, be a bad guy. So thankfully, I didn't have to do much things flashy. But when I put the mask on, and I'm not making this up, this is a true story, by the way, I just ended up having this mannerism, this walk, this. You know, it just happened. I didn't plan it. I often felt it looked a bit like Repo Man. Remember Repo Man when he would go yeah. to the ring? I felt myself moving like him, and I didn't know why. And then I felt myself talking like this, and I didn't know why. And then I just, it, it sounds daft, and I imagine this is the same for actors who've played Spider-Man or who's other ones with masks, Batman. I don't want to keep mentioning Batman, uh, but... When, when a stormtrooper actor puts on a stormtrooper helmet, you feel, you, there's a, it's daft, Billy, but there's a change that goes through you and you just end up doing stuff that you've never done before. And that's what happened. And then, so it was great working with Blue Thunder because we knew what we had to do. He was pure blue, the good. I was pure black, the bad. He was a good guy, he was a bad guy. So we went in there, we had that first match and like everybody else who's had their first match, I was buzzing. I was buzzing. It was fantastic. It was in Keith. No, it wasn't it. Where was it, Billy? You tell me where my first match was. Uh, I, I, was it I Bucky? Don't know. I think it was Bucky. It was Bucky. It was Bucky. That's where it was. Where are you living? Where are you right now? Uh, Elgin. Oh, I'm sorry. But no, it was Bucky, <laughs> right? And uh, that drive back was amazing. You want to know a funny story about the drive back, right? So I'm yeah. driving back after my first match. To the left of me is Scotty Swift. Uh, right, Scotty Swift, and he'd had a match with Malice, which he, he didn't enjoy. So he was he was moping. He was in a bad mood, sitting to the left of me. Behind me was Chris Archer. Right, Chris Archer's always in a good mood, so he's just in the back, you know, just kind of looking out 
looking at the night sky going, oh, that's a nice star. And then there's Damien on the other side of the back behind. And he's on his phone, right, tweeting how great the match was with Super X accused in Blue Thunder. So we're driving out of Bucky and we get to traffic lights and I hear this big bang on the side of my car. And there was two young youths to the left of my car. And I, I go, Damien, they just throw a stone at my car. And Damien just looks up and says, eh? They just threw a stone at my car. So I'm at traffic. So I, I don't know why, Billy. I don't know why. I undid my seatbelt. I got out of my car and I started chasing these two youths down a road, right? There's a row of cars behind me. And they just see this guy coming out his car, right? <laughs> Legging it. A driver's seat, because I'm driving. Legging it after two youths. This is true. And they went down the street and then into an alleyway. And, I kept, and I'm a fast runner, right? I knew I could catch them. And as I'm running down this dark alleyway about to catch them, I'm like, what am I going to do if I catch them? I'm not going to beat them up. I'm not. <laughs> they're, they're kids. Right? I'm not going to, you know. So I just get, I stopped and I went, after, I don't even know what I said. I think there was a few F-bombs, but it was along the lines of, you better keep running. You better keep running, sunshine. You never throw stones at my car again. I will make sure. I will do time. I will do time. <laughs> and they ran off. <laughs> I, I sauntered back to my car and I look at the row of cars behind me and everyone's faces are like, whoa, what's he? And I'm not. I didn't look tough, but I was just I had that rage in my face. I go back in my car and I look at Scotty Swift and he's still just kind of and he looks like, you all right? Yeah, I'm fine, little buggers. And Damien's Jamie in the back goes, what, what just happened there? Anyway, I would have caught them, little rugrats. Uh, but that was my, that was two, that was, that was my first match. Uh, great match with Damien. That was my wee story for after the match. So then I throw stones at my car because I'll catch you. First time I remember, I, I'm trying to, to think if it was time before, but definitely one of the times I remember seeing the Super Executioner for the first time was uh, Fraser Bra, 2014. Uh, it was yourself and William Sterling. Beautiful then, town. Right? Beautiful town, Fraser Bra. <laughs> sorry, I can't even say it was straight face. I'm sorry. No, I'm just joking. I do like Fraser Bra. Good oh, it's got two, two, many, two many stairs. Two many stairs in the venue. I don't, I don't, know, how, I don't know how the guy's getting the ring up there. It's ridiculous. Carefully, uh, Billy. Carefully. <laughs> carefully, yeah. I, I remember that match too. Uh, and I remember, and this is no word of a lie, that's when I, the super executioner, remember you. Because you had a huge smile on your face. And I knew, right? Because you look, you're looking at the crowd, you want to know the reactions. Because I do a lot of stupid stuff. Right? And I do a lot of stuff that kind of does cross this line between that's just stupid or well, that's quite funny. So yeah, yeah, I always and I'm always trying to find where that line is and it changes. But when I see your face and the big beamer that you've got and I remember it, it's like, OK, this is working. This is working. You know what I mean? Carry on. There was two moments in it, though. Uh, the first one being the lightsaber duel. Complete with music. They weren't real lightsabers, Billy. Lightsabers don't exist. It's a movie. They do. <laughs> and, uh, well, it's actually two, because the second one's kind of a two-parter. Uh, was, of course, your camouflage uh, in the row of masks, yes. which is ingenious. And it's amazing. It, it's uh, <laughs> unfortunately, you were found and then bowled into uh, the mannequin heads. Yes. Yes. Now, Billy, that match is on the uh, it's on the line. It's on the line. The internet. Uh, if you go to a channel called YouTube, you're not a tube mate. You're a good guy. YouTube, you'll see it. Now, I was I was speaking to um, Scotty Swift 
when he wasn't in a bad mood in my car. And I was telling him, that match was a fun, fun match, right? You had to be in the audience to appreciate it. Some of my matches don't translate well onto television. You have to be there and experience it. So if you watch it on YouTube, watch it with, imagine you were there, right? Because I'm, a, I'm that type of guy. You know what I mean? I was saying to Scotty Swift, you can't make a compilation wrestling. You know, a lot of the wrestlers make these wee compilations of themselves, doing the best of, and they look good. I can't do that. What, you're going to have me do that? Yeah, do that for two minutes to mega death. It's not going to work. So uh, you have to appreciate when you watch the Super Execute match, it's one of those live events. And that's why the lightsaber duel, uh, that was a lot of fun. And that, that wasn't even my idea. Here's the thing. See, when we talk about the line in wrestling, sometimes you can go too far. But you know what? I'm, I'm the type of guy that just, let's have a go. Let's have a go. If it works, it works. It doesn't have to. Now, it worked that night. I've done some things that have never worked. And you can tell the fans are just kind of like, what's going on here? But then some things that have worked that are totally mental compared to everything else. They have worked because the fans play along with it. You know what I mean? And had you ever seen a lightsaber duel with two broomsticks before? I had not. It was uh, first. I wasn't even meant to be at that show. I was uh, planning to, after the Abrianarchy, I was like, right, I need to save a bit of money. I'm a grown up at that point. Um, we all are. As we say, I was 20, 23 at the time-ish. And I was like, I may go in. I'm, I'm grown up. And then I saw that oh. saw the matches that were lined up. I was like, you know, I, live, I lived in Newport Sligo at the time uh, for my sins. And uh, it's just a trying to me up the road. <sighs> Why not? I'll go, go see it. And it, had, it was meant to be. I had to see Super Executioner for the first time. Uh, it, was, it was destiny. And, and here's the thing, right? I'm never, when you're looking at Super Executioner, you, everyone talks about the flavour of ice cream, don't they? Wrestling is different flavours of ice cream, right? Hold on, I think we're going to get, a, by talking about ice cream, I think we're going to get a wee visitor. Let me just hold on a second here. Hold on. There's actually a wee Super Executioner. And I don't know if he's going to his bed right now. Oh, he's going to his bed. No, I've got a wee super executioner. He's a wee human. I made him with my wife. <laughs> and <laughs> he's, he's going to bed right now. Is he going to bed? Woman. Ah, this house is crazy. You've got Mr. P over here. You've got the woman over here. No, right. So we're talking ice cream, right? You're going to get a great match when you see someone like Damien Bressel. You're going to see a great match when you see someone like Scotty Swift wrestle, Chris Archer. You're going to see good stuff with these guys, right? Good, solid wrestling matches for wrestling fans. I'm the different flavour, whereas, look, have a wee taste of this. You might like this, and it's totally out, totally off the wall. Hence, the broomstick lightsabers and the music playing in the background. What is that all about? But it worked. In that environment, in Fraserburgh, it worked. Um, the mask thing that you talk about is one of my favourite things. We have merchandise of all these different mannequin heads and masks. And I just thought, what's the best place to hide? I'll become a mannequin head. And I put my head like that next to all the mannequins. And then I'm like, camouflage, you can't see me. I'm like John Cena. Uh, you know, so my match will always be sort of a super executioner match. But I'm not a one-man show. I'll be honest with you. I get a lot of help and a lot of input from the other wrestlers because they go along with it. They understand what we're trying to achieve. No one has ever come to the Super Executioner and said, right, we'll do a lockup and we'll take the head and then we'll do some chain wrestling. Then we'll do a, a, a shoulder tackle, sleep, sleep, leap, 
froggy dog lipper flip catch the rye whatever you know <laughs> it's just like okay super executioner what we're going to do and I'm like, okay well let's hide under the ring let's get some brooms you know and you know who a big inspiration is for the super executioner you ready for this jackie chan yeah of course. I, can, chan. I can see it now yeah no seriously because when jackie jackie chan i could say it like that you can't say jackie jackie chan when jackie chan does his fight sequences he uses i don't know why i'm doing that stay down he uses the environment if you look at all his fights they've all got different environments so first thing i do when i go to an arena or a stadium for my matches i look around and see right where could we go oh there's an exit there could we somehow include that exit oh there's something over here so it's all about that's where the creativity comes in and you know here's real behind the mask behind the scenes you know who's really helpful with super executioner spots you ready for this mikey innes the referee he's really good you also what no who i'm, I'm giving props to these guys mr malice he's freaking brilliant at coming up with ideas seriously those two guys have always and there's been others but off the top of my head those are the ones that I can say really help with some super executioner type spots. And I think it's because they enjoy it as well. They enjoy it as much as I do. It's like, oh, what could super executioner do? You know what I mean? When it comes to environment, though, how do you know how the super smelly chant came about? Hey, audience participation, my friend, right? You know, I'm a big Oasis fan. I like Oasis, the band. I love their music. Yeah, stand by me, you're my wonder wall. You know, love Connie. the Oasis, but see, watching them live, bloody hell, they're rubbish. It's like watching paint dry. They just sit there, and, I'm sorry, one word. They just sit there and play the guitar and look moody, hands in their pocket. Yeah, baby, 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 <laughs> baby, baby. You know, they're boring to watch. I love their music, but they're boring to watch. You know who's great to watch? Meatloaf, Aerosmith, Bon Jovi, Bruce Springsteen, Prince, the artist formerly known as Prince, Tafkap. You know why? Audience participation. So when I come out as super executioner and I'm looking to do something different, I smell like flowers. I smell like angels. But when I come out, oh, look, I've got a wee sweaty armpit there. <laughs> right? I do that. So they can smell the flowers and all of a sudden they react pretending that I smell. And then there's this one guy, Brian McKenzie, one of our regular fans who often takes a lynx can and likes to spray me. That's just not on, Brian. I will see you once lockdown is over, Brian McKenzie. Aye. But uh, no, they're great because they play along with it. So the smelly thing, again, Billy, you've got to find a way to audience participate so they think I'm smelly. We know I'm not. Look at that. Pure heaven. Uh, yeah, I've, I have seen Brian. At a very, I think it might be a Keith show that, that uh, I saw you get accosted by Lynx. Gets me every <laughs> time. Gets me every time. I'm watching you, Brian. I'm watching you. We've got some fan questions for you. So we'll, we'll, we'll throw them out to you. Uh, we've got uh, Reese Dawkins, of course, WrestleZone commentator. Who? Uh, <laughs> I hope I'm saying his name right, but I'm, I'm sure I'm sure he's there. Uh, he's, he's, he's called Ryas. Ryas, sorry, my, my apologies, Ryas. Uh, he he just says 
he believes that you're still owed an undisputed title match after defeating then-champion Scotty Swift in a blindfold match. I know. So what are your thoughts on this? And what was it like in a blindfold match? Loved it, mate. Loved it, because I never got to see his stinking face of Scotty Swift. Eh? I see you, Scotty. Uh, no, okay. Look, again, super executioner match is different. They're always different, and it's given me the opportunities as super executioner to have a different style of match, a blindfold match. Are you kidding me? That sounds brilliant. Talk about audience participation. If the heel and the babyface can't see each other, guess what the audience are going to do? They're going to tell you where each other. So much fun. So much fun. I've had two of them, right? And I've narrowly missed out on defeating Scott because he cheated twice. Um, you're right. I won a match, non-title, blindfolded. It's on, it's, it's on my book. I have a wee book, right? And on and then there's a list, right? Kind of like that boy Jericho did. And there's a list and like there's people on that list, like my ex-girlfriend in primary three, bitch, right? And then there's there's, there's Saddam Hussein's ghost, uh, Piers, Piers Morgan, he's on that list, right? Yeah, twat. And then there's Scotty Swift. He's on that list too. I am working through it as we speak. Um but when it was there anyone you studied in, in preparation for that blindfold match? You know, the greats like Jake Roberts, Rick Martel, D'Lo Brown, you know, all yeah. the great, great blindfold matches. Was there anyone in particular they were like, I need to need to make sure that I can do this? Billy, you'd have been in so much trouble if you'd have said Stevie Wonder. I was just waiting <laughs> for you to say, did you get much inspiration from Stevie Wonder in the blindfold match? Um, another great singer, though. Screw Oasis, watch me some Stevie. Um, yeah, did pretty much. You watch all the blindfold matches, Billy. Uh, if I'm in a tables match, I'm watching all the tables matches. If I'm in a ladder match, I'm watching all the ladder matches. Not to steal, but to look at, to get a feel, and then super executionify it. You know, that's what we do. You know, we we see what, and then when you're in the ring, you you just when you can't see, it's amazing what you'll do. You know what I mean? Um, but no, there was a lot of reason. But let's be honest, the best one of all time, Jake the Snake and Rick Martel. Well, Super Excuser one, Super Excuser got himself one, Super Excuser got himself two, Rick Martel, Jake Roberts. WrestleMania seven. Yes. Yeah. I've got a soft LA, spot for, for Los Dale Angeles. Brown, uh, Dale Brown Triple H 2002. That's got a soft spot for that. I do remember that. And I, I've spoken about this before, uh, not to you, but to my mirror, that. Um, Nidia and Jamie Noble. Of course. They had one on No Way Out 2004. Look at me, I'm a freaking encyclopedia. No Way Out 2004. And then there was WrestleMania, and then there was the WrestleMania sort of revenge type tour in Aberdeen. Uh, it must have been April 2004. And they had a blindfold match, and it was the same one. They did the same one that they did on pay-per-view. Exactly same match. I was, I was like, why are you doing that? I feel cheated. I still feel cheated by that. So two matches that were the same. I've seen it. True. Got it. Uh, back to the question, we've got Scotty Swift. He's, he, of course, has thrown one in. because uh, Some guy, well, it's actually not even called Scotty Swift, but I don't think he wants me to bear that name. Uh, it's put memories of fighting Crusher Crabe where you had one hand tied behind. No, wait, I'm assuming Crusher had his. Or did you have your hand tied behind your back? Or was it Crusher? Well, Billy, let's look at context here. Since I got in through the double locked door, we've spoke about lightsabers, 
made out of brooms. We spoke about masks being camouflaged with mannequins. We spoke about Stevie Wonder. You brought him up, not me, all right? We spoke about a blindfold match. Now we're talking about a match with one arm time. Look at this career, Billy, all right? I'm not, I'm not going to go in there like Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero, all right? There's a certain style to this. And I'm loving these questions because it's bringing back memories. Yes, I took on Crusher Crabe, and he had one hand tied behind his back. Because if he had, had two hands, he would have killed me. And we were main event in Lossy Mouth. I love the Lossy Mouth venue, and I really hope we go back to Lossy Mouth, right? I love the planes flying by overhead. Whew, really cool. Um, yeah, and he had one arm bounded. That's when I tried to escape, right? And I went to hide by the masks. Billy, we're main event. They put away all the merch. There was nothing on the tables, so I couldn't hide. True story. So, and running back to the ring, that's when I crawled under all of the seats that everyone was sitting on, right? And I'd, I hadn't, hadn't, hadn't practiced it, Millie. And it was so strange how I could get myself through these gaps of underneath people's chairs. And people are going, ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah. I made a lot of money that day. I stole all their wallets. <laughs> Lost it now. <laughs> but no, seriously, really fun, fun match. Because it just makes you think creatively and how you're going to do things. It's very, you know what, Billy? It's easy to go in there and, right, you and me wrestle, walk up, let's go. That's the easy one. It's when you've got little stipulations like we're speaking about. That's when it's tricky and fun and creative. Is it true that there, there's uh, some heat between yourself and sisters? Oh, bloody <laughs> I mean, again, you know, 20 years from now, sisters, who's the greatest opponent? Super executioner. Again, it's just, yeah, like for like, isn't it? They've got masks. I've got max masks. They're fun and oh, look at us, we're orange. I'm like, aye, on your bike, you smell, smell that. Look at that. That's a beautiful patch. Um, so no, it, it, there is something there. And uh, I am going to rip their masks off one day and reveal who the sisters really are. Um, my other thought, I mean, we've already spoken about Thunder, so we've already established um, the, the light and dark, good and evil uh, side of that. Sorry there's to interrupt, Billy, Billy, sorry to interrupt. You know there's a movie called Blue Thunder, and it's got the boy from Jaws in it, and it's the worst movie ever. It's just a poor helicopter movie. Anyway, carry on. Did um, you know that? Did you know that? I, did, I didn't actually know that. No, uh, I didn't know. That IMDb. Roy Scheider. Roy Scheider. He's the guy for Jaws. Died of cancer. Very sad. I thought, Smoked uh, a lot, though. I thought it was the guy in uh, Juice Bigelow or Rob Schneider. That's Rob, Rob Schneider. Schneider. Come on, that's Adam Sanders, pal. Right. Um, uh, the other Max, Max guy that came into my head there was uh, he was there briefly. I don't know if you came across him. Was WrestleZone Destroyer. Wrestle Zone Destroyer. Don't... He had a green mask. No, he was uh, right. He wasn't he was he not the super destroyer, but then he had to change his name to Wrestle Zone Destroyer. I've oh, he's the Dominator. He was Dominator. Dominator. Yeah, Wrestle Dominator. That's where you can as we're getting our wires crossed there. Um, you're thinking of another promotion, maybe. But I Dominator, look, he wore a bit of camouflage, didn't he? The green and the, the black camouflage. And he had the green mask. I, heck of a talent. No, seriously, talented guy. Like him a lot. Can you imagine the executioner and the dominator? 
<laughs> hey, lockdown's ending, sunshine. Just you wait. Just you wait. It'll happen. That, that's that's the super team we need. We don't need the Suicide Squad. We don't need the Avengers. We need we need uh, the Dominator and the Executioner together. Those tag team titles. I mean, you've already faced Crusher. Sure you, you can take on Connor. Yeah, Billy, I've faced everybody at some point. Name a wrestler. Go. Aye, wrestles on. Go. <laughs> I'm going to say The Rock. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, James Midas. I've teamed with James. Do you not, were you not, you weren't there. It was Peter Heed. And here, here's another thing, you know, behind the mask with Super Executioner. I am the greatest substitute of all time. <laughs> when someone can't make the show, when someone's car breaks down, when someone's injured the following, the week before, who are you going to call, right? Super Executioner. So it was, who's the tall blonde guy? Uh, before, before Midas and Aspen Faith, it was uh, a tall blonde guy. Benjamin Steele? You are, the, you are the man. You are the man. You've got the brains for this. So Ben Steele couldn't make it because he stubbed his toe or something on the corner of a bed. So they needed someone to replace him. So me and Midas, we teamed up. Did we have the belts? Maybe, you know what, maybe we didn't have the belts, Billy. But we took on Blue Thunder and Brian Tucker at Peter Heed, and we won. And it was the first match I ever won. Now, people say I've never won a match. I won, okay. Midas pinned the Thunder. No, Midas pinned Tucker because me and Thunder, we brawled outside the building. So Tucker got the pin when I was not in the building, but we still won the match. Now, that's a true story. There you go. So I've teamed with Midas. They, they all count. They all count. So I was, that's two wins now, of course, one over the champion and uh, one tag team yeah, match. So. That's it. I've got a, I've got a record. Uh, Mandlin has asked us, uh, would you be willing to pass down your secrets of the Kalima? Yes, and can I just say that is an awesome name, Mandlin. I really hope it's his real name, but that is a sweet name, and I like it. I like it. Billy, the Kalima, right? Have you seen the Temple of Doom? Right? I have seen, yeah. It takes their heart and shows it to them, and it's beaten, and for some reason they're still alive, and then he throws it away, right? I had to come up with a finisher, a finishing move, so I could execute my opponents. What better way than to actually rip their heart out? So the Kalima Shati Day is all about grabbing the heart and twisting and trying to... Now, do that to yourself, Billy. I'm not being perverted. But go ahead and squeeze your heart. That hurts like a mother trucker. Ev everyone who's watching this live, right, do it now. Grab your heart, not your peck. Grab your heart and squeeze. Mm, mm, that hurts. Mm, mm, mm. You have somebody like me. Look at these hands. That's beautiful hands, by the way. Taking your heart out, that's going to hurt like a mother trucker. Yeah, so that's my finisher. That's the secret of the Kali Ma. Shitty day. And then if the opponent goes, um num shabai, um num shabai, um num shabai, it's even better. And again, behind the mask, Billy. Um, see, when I do that, the dads in the audience love it because they've all seen Temple of Doom and they think that guy's doing Kalima that's from the Temple of Doom that's brilliant again you're looking at your audience who can I satisfy here you know it's little things like that a lot of movie references yeah, for the dads you know they're maybe not wrestling fans but you know when I do my I'm the look at those armpits when I'm doing I'm the king of the world they know that's Leonardo DiCaprio and Titanic 
That movie went down really well, though, didn't it? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> uh, so we ask everyone. Uh, I don't know how how long that, that uh, you're you're allowed to to use the internet for, or how long you're you're, you're allowed to be. Uh, before Mr. P starts to shuffle you away. Uh, we ask everyone these two same questions, so I want to at least get them in here before before you're uh, banned and uh, and thrown out. Um, Can I just say, Billy, look how jacked I look right now. Look how, look how jacked I look. I was jacked. Just jealousy. Oh, yeah. Mine, mine's just fat. Billy, try it. Do it. Do it. Just, oh, Jesus, Billy. Billy, <laughs> that's looking good, mate. Seriously. I know, nice. I just, just do that forever. Yeah, if you're walking in like that, that's like a good pal. That's good. I think I've pulled something in my neck there. <laughs> <laughs> but we ask everyone the same questions. The first one being, what's your favourite dinosaur? The T-Rex. You know why it's my favourite dinosaur? Because I've got, a, he's about to turn three, right? My wee man, my wee super executioner, and he loves dinosaurs. And uh, he can say, T-Rex. T-Rex. He's not quite good at saying Velociraptor because no one can at three. But no, the T-Rex, come on. He's the king of the dinosaurs. Come on. So that's a T-Rex for your T-Rex. What's, uh, what's, everyone else, what's everyone else say? Usually that. Uh, T-Rex, Triceratops was quite popular for a while. There's someone with the horns, eh? Uh, someone has answered Turkey Dinosaur, which was amazing. Um, that's pretty good. Uh, we've pretty had good. Rex from Toy Story. Who said that? That's cool. Uh, it's come up a couple of times because it's just everyone goes right. I need to think of an actual dinosaur name. It's like, All right, no, no, just dinosaur Barney. Right. If I want to be smart, I think the greatest dinosaur. Do you know who I am right now? I'm George Pappard at the start of the A Team. Remember the start of the A Team and George right. Pappard was smoking a. You remember that? I was just thinking, I thought you were just calling George Pepper a dinosaur, I thought he's alive, but... He's in a dinosaur suit, (laughs) and he takes off the the bit, it's a wee door, and he smokes a cigar. So the greatest dinosaur ever is George Pepard from the A-Team introduction. I'll take it, that's that's, that's up there as a favourite. That's right, there you go, you made me think. (laughs) The other one we ask is, what would be in a fight? And I know that you're going to think about this long and hard. Uh, Not like that. Uh, Two sheep versus one cow, what would be in a fight? Bloody good question, Billy. That is a great question. Yeah. It's not Super Executioner. Who's your greatest opponent? Super Executioner. What's your greatest match? No, Super Executioner. Who'd win? Two sheep or a cow? Uh, true story. I was at the farm yesterday. Took the wee one, right? And we were feeding the sheep. And they're really, really cute. But bloody hell, they bite. Little sheep. So, no, two sheep, mate. Two sheep. Without a doubt. That's it. Um, I like it. anyone who comes with the reasoning. Um, a lot of them, I've had a lot of people that seem to know a butcher, some description. I don't know, don't know why. Um, I'm learning things. This is the 91st episode I've ever recorded. So I'm learning people's weird habits outside of wrestling. Millie, uh, Millie, Millie, Millie. 91. That's impressive, mate. Seriously, that's impressive. Give it. You do a good job. You don't get enough credit, right? There should be a, a podcast, somebody interviewing you, right? Episode 100. Episode 100 better be good, mate. You got plans? Uh, I, I don't. I've got 98. I've got up to 98 guests announced. Oh, not announced. Uh, confirmed. We need two more. Brainstorm. So. Brainstorm. We'll come up with something, right? We'll talk, right? Go for I'm it. Not, I'm not saying me, right? Because I'm, I'm, I'm a busy man. But I do think 100's got to be special, Billy. Well, it's someone's special. thrown out, Adam's thrown out a suggestion of uh, the Lord's Roundtable. So, uh, Lord Allen. Lord Michael Alan, Graham. Michael Graham. And Malice. Malice. 
not bad. And get Jeeves in there because he was a good one for them. Jeeves, ah, he's a good guy. So that, that could be that could be an episode. It could be a terrifying episode. Uh, did, I not, did I not end Mr. Malice's career? I think I did. Was it not Super Executioner and Mr. Malice? And I beat him. And he then he put all his stuff in the middle of the ring. Was it not me? Oh, quite possible. I just remember uh, Lord Mr. Malice dying at the Rumble. Oh, by Valhalla. Yeah. Bloody hell. <laughs> that was that was so funny. I know we shouldn't laugh at somebody really dying uh, or almost dying, but it was Mr. Malice, so you're allowed to laugh. But wow, that was something special. Were you there for that? I was. I was uh, second row. Did the blood go fuck my eyes? <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's one of those moments I spoke about it with Scotty last night. It's one of those moments where um, it was, what, two, three years ago now? And it doesn't matter. It, it, it still comes up at least once a week in this household. That's the amazing. sound. That's amazing. Sorry, Billy. I'm, keep talking. I'm just going to move because the wee one needs to sleep, right? So keep talking. It's okay. Uh, but no, uh, yeah, it, it still comes up once a week. And uh, like, like I said, well, I've said to Mr. P that uh, my wife's a big fan of his because just the, the Mr. P. Uh, so I don't think she's ever seen a super executioner match, though. Got to fix that. Well, aye. We'll, we'll sort something out because uh, if, if once your wife sees one, you know what I mean? She'll never go back. You know, it's, it's, it's like, I don't know, I once visited the pyramids, eh? And there'll be nothing I'll ever do that's as great as visiting the pyramids. So when she sees a super executioner match, there's nothing better than that, mate. Absolutely. Right, did you write my house, by the way? Sorry, oh, I, I, I was loving the tour. <laughs> We're in the kitchen now, so carry on. What are we talking about? Dinosaurs. I'm glad you got out of, the, got out of that room and uh, it, it didn't lock, uh, Mr. P didn't lock you back in there. So that would have been terrible. I think she's still in the toilet taking a Number two. <laughs> so, so you brought up questions that, that uh, you, you thought you'd be asked there. Uh, what's your greatest match? What's your greatest uh, opponent? Um, so I'm just going to ask them. Uh, okay. Greatest match. Right. Actually, no, I'll change the question. It's the greatest match you've had. You can include it in your answer, but um, what's the greatest match you've ever seen? What was what the best match the Super Executioner has witnessed? Are you talking about on on the telly? Or are you talking about at WrestleZone? Um. Anywhere. Let's open up the question as wide as possible. Aye, we, we can do both, because I'll be, I'll be quick. The greatest match I've ever seen uh, was Steve Austin and Bret Hart, WrestleMania 13, 1997. You know, I was 18 at the time, and in 97, the internet wasn't really a thing. It was just, uh, it was barely a thing. So we never got all the backstage stuff, but we knew wrestling was what it was a form of entertainment. But I remember seeing that match and Steve Austin bleeding. And at that time, I didn't know anything about bleeding. Nothing. Because he just didn't know. You know, I'm stuck up in Stonehaven. And watching that match, well, I've watched that match a million times. And most of that was back in 97. And I still rate it to this day as the best match I've ever seen. Steve Austin and Bret Hart in 13. The best WrestleZone match I remember seeing live. And again, true story, mate. Grado against Scotty Too Hotty. That is one of my favourite WrestleZone matches uh, because it was an education. And if you want to know what WrestleZone is about, family entertainment, that's the match for me anyway, right there. 2014, and I know it well. Yeah, um, that, was there, a, that was, yeah, yeah. I, I was the only time that I've, I've paid for fir- uh, front row because... 
I realised from that point I don't like being in the front row. It's too close. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, front row for that. And uh, of course, I got to see your pal uh, against Revolution uh, teaming up with X Pac. Uh, Who's and that? Swift. Uh, of course, oh, Mister, your your handler. P-boy. He called you. Sorry, he called you. He said he was your handler. So I don't know if you want to refute that accusation. What the piece of nonsense! He's he's a bidey inmate, right? His wife kicked him out. So he's stuck here, right, with me and Ma. Two wives and my wee one. Eh? Bloody. <laughs> Aye. Him and X Pack, eh? Aye. He name drops that a fair few times, Billy. Eh? Well, this one time I, uh, I teamed with X Pack. <laughs> Aye. Very good, mate. Aye. You teamed with X Pack. Good job. Tell us another story. Oh, uh, this one time I teamed with Rikishi. <laughs> Aye. Okay. Aye. The Rock's cousin. Aye. Rikishi thinks you're a bampot, mate. Get a hair transplant. Yep. Anyway, carry on. Uh, and, and he said his first match was or first VHS was uh, 89 SummerSlam have you, have you had a watch of that have, has he been able to relinquish it at all sorry say that again SummerSlam 89 yeah I, I was just saying uh, he said that was his first VHS have you been able to wrestle it off him at all and, and give that a watch oh right aye aye well aye um, Billy nobody has VHS anymore mate it's uh, it's all digital you know he says a wee disc it's called the DVD once we finish, I'll talk about it, right? We'll, I'll show you what I'm talking about, right? I get a DVD. You still got VHS, pal? I, I do, actually. I still got VHS. Classy. I don't, Classy. Have, I don't have any Betamax or anything like that. I'm, I'm a bit past Betamax, that. Betamax, eh? Isn't it crazy? Betamax versus VHS. VHS one. And then it was DV, It was Blu-ray against HDD. HD disc, remember that? And the yeah. Blu-ray one. Eh? And now it's just all the digital. It's all on the, it's all on the worldwide line, isn't it? Crazy. Uh, but SummerSlam 89, that's a good event though. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember watching that. It's good. I like Zeus, the human wrecking machine. Of course. Oh, of course. Uh, uh, the, the, how was it? Heaven Hell thing. Uh, oh, that was SummerSlam 91, mate. Was it? Uh, SummerSlam 91. Sorry, match we, made in heaven, match made in hell. That look was it. You. you are the wrestler's own god, but look at me. I've got some knowledge on me, haven't I? Yeah, this is grey in my beard. Showing my age. I know. I'm, I'm starting to get a little bit in mine. It's it's not it's not fine. I'm just Ach, the wives love it, mate. The wives love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have had any complaints yet. Uh, that's that's spun off uh, terribly. So <laughs> the future, the future lockdown happened. It did. Lockdown happened last year, and uh, Super Executioner was left to his own devices. He was. Uh, how did the super executioner cope? What was he? Was he traveling or couldn't travel? Pandemic, uh, yeah. shouldn't have been traveling. Um, what, what, what filled your time? Chilling, buddy. Chilling. Uh, listen, lockdown was what it was. Uh, I don't mind it. I didn't mind it that much. Got a bit of peace and quiet. I'm not really a, not really a people person, Billy. You know, you see, when I go to the ring and that, I don't really like the people that I'm wrestling in front of. Uh, Mr. P does, I don't know. Um, so now I got a bit of peace and quiet, but now I'm back at the training, Billy. I'm feeling better than I ever have. I'm feeling stronger than I ever have. I am ready to take on Scotty Swift, get that rematch. I'm ready to take on Crusher Crabe, get that rematch. I'm ready to take on Chris Archer. I'm ready to take on Zach Dynamite. Zach Dynamite, it's your fault I'm here in the first place. You name-dropping son of a gun. Hey, foundation of the future. Hey, I'm the foundation of the present so i uh no so back at the training billy looking forward to the first show don't know when it is 
hopefully before the year's end. And uh, just watch this space. Again, I am the super substitute, right? You remember Man United had Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? And Ole Gunnar Solskjaer never really played many games, but he was always that sub put on the last 20 minutes. And he was always the goal-scoring hero. You need that in, a, in a, a promotion, Billy. You need someone like that who can just be called on like that, right? I'm the substitute, yeah? I'm that flavour of ice cream that, oh, it's got Maltesers in it. I'll try that. Sounds good. Hmm, I like it. Could do with more Maltesers, though. There you go. And who's the dream match? So if you could face anyone, and so... What would be your what would be the ultimate crowd reaction? Because you because you as you said you're you're uh, you're there for the crowd interaction. Who's the ultimate? Is it yourself versus Grado? Is it yourself versus I know Bret Hart? Uh, now uh, who who would it be? Who would be your your ultimate? Right. Okay. So as of right now, you've said it, Billy Grado. Can you imagine super executioner? Let me say that again. We can edit that out. Super executioner versus Grado. Cullen Town Hall, right? That, for me, is a main event. No, Grado. Grado, I, I, I think we would have fun and I would beat him and I would take home the money for the winner's purse. Um, no, so Grado, um, can I also add to that, can you also imagine Super Executioner against a Joe Henry? That's another one I'd like to see. Um, and then, you know who I'd like, can I just throw this in? I'd like to team up I think a great team would be myself and looking sharp. Yeah, yeah. How about that? Yeah, that'd be a good wee team. So no, those those are the ones locally. If we're talking past, present, future, all that kind of stuff, again, super executioner Ric Flair. That's a good one. I'm a big Ric Flair fan, you know, and uh, I reckon uh, I could get a good match out of Ric Flair. I'll I'll take him through. I'll pull him through. Give it a go. <laughs> um, oh yeah, I, I could just imagine you looking sharp. That's that's you've got my money. Look at my uh, mask. My mask has been in the attic for a few weeks and it's squint. Anyway, carry on. Uh, but no, you've you already got my money. You've got money for Cullen Town Hall as well. That's that's uh, you and Grado. Cracking I'm, venue. I'm all Cracking venue. And you know what? It's never locked. So don't blame me if it gets burgled. I've just made that public. But it's, they never lock the town hall. You just walk in right now, put on a wrestling show and leave. Just write that down. Uh, there you go. I've always wanted to put on a wrestling show. Uh, Mick Salah champion, of course. Um, have to be done, mate. Have to be done. <laughs> has to be done. Uh, so, any, what's your, what's your title? You've already mentioned your title pursuits well, when when we're talking about the non-title match with Scotty in Crusher, of course, being the tag team champion. Uh, is there a, is there a place that you see yourself, after the Anarchy, walking in, WrestleZone undisputed champion? Uh, is is that in the in the Super Executioner's future? You think, or is it just a I just uh, see what happens. Do you have any goals? Billy, this is titled Behind the Mask, eh? Ken, what? I don't need the title. The title needs me. True story. Uh, listen, the goals for Super Execution are the same as they've always been, and that is to just go out and have a different type of match compared to what else is on the card. Give people that different type of ice cream. You may like it, you may not like it. Can I tell you a funny little story, Billy? It's not related to the question, but it's just about that different type of match. Me and Scotty Swift, true story, 3,000 people at the Cove Gala. It was open air. It was the Cove Gala, and I'm not lying, 3,000 people. There's photos on my Twitter 
that you'll see, you can see how many people were there because it looks cool because it was outdoor. It was a gala, 3,000 people. So me and Scotty Swift have a match, right? And uh, we had, at the start of the match, we did our usual, you know, I would show my guns and then he'd try and show his. His aren't as big. But we had a thumb war. Me and Scotty Swift, have a, I don't know how we ended up doing it, but we had a thumb war in the middle of the ring and he cheated to win the thumb war. So then he did it three times in a row. So then I went outside the ring to all the kids that were ringside, because they're all standing, and I started having thumb wars with all the kids, yeah? And the kids were loving it. And they were beating me because they were all cheating as well, right? So I'm having thumb wars with all these kids. It must be at five, six kids, but they're all kind of rushing, oh, thumb war me, thumb war me. And they're all pinning me. Then I go back in the ring and then I have a thumb war with Denzel, the referee. So Scotty puts on the referee's shirt. Then we, so Denzel beats me. So everyone's beating me with a thumb war. And then me and Scott continued the match. 3,000 people were there. No word of a lie, right? The kids loved it, right? The kids, it was the funniest thing you could see in their faces. They were loving it. You know, the eight, nine-year-old kids having a thumb war with some guy dressed like me and they're getting to beat him, right? So a couple of days later, I goes to the gym with my pal, right? He's called Wayne. And Wayne goes to me, ah, yeah, executioner. Uh, one of my mates was at the Cove Gala the other day. Oh, was he? Was he? Did he see the wrestling? And he goes, aye, aye, my mate, he did, uh, he watched the wrestling. He was having a few beers with pals at the, the gala. And uh, aye, he mentioned the wrestling. And I goes, oh, Wayne, what, what did he say? Did he enjoy it? Aye, he says it was, uh, and I know I'm not allowed to swear, but it, it rhymes with white. And it has an S in front of it. He said, I said the wrestling was white. Aye, with the S. I don't want to swear, Billy, right? And uh, I says, what do you mean? And he goes, oh, he says it was rubbish. He says there was a couple of guys in the ring. One of them was wearing a mask and they were just messing about having a thumb war. And he says it was rubbish. And I says, Wayne, that was me. <laughs> and he goes, oh, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to say it. No, no, you're telling the truth. What else did he say? No, he just said it was rubbish. He thought it was stupid. And it just made me think, Billy, that, you know, he's not a wrestling fan. He doesn't know what wrestling is. From his perspective, he's seen the dumbest thing in the world. Two guys in the middle of the ring having a thumb war. But then you've got the seven, eight-year-old kids who are going to the gala, no having a drink, hopefully, having a good time. And they loved it. It was the time of their life. And that's what wrestling is, Billy. You know what I mean? This is where I see wrestling. Some people have this. They like this. Some people don't. But you know what? You've just got to believe in yourself and what you do. Me and Scotty and Denzel were having the time of our lives. The kids were having the time of their lives. The drunks up the back thought it was rubbish, but that's okay. That's okay. Because you know what? I'm sure later on there'd be a match that the drunks would love if they were paying attention. So as far as goals, Billy, the executioner's goal is to continue doing the type of match that I do to satisfy that target audience that I've got in mind. Is that making sense, Billy? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm very educated, Billy. Very, very, very prophetic. That was, that was very. Uh, and just... Billy, I'm, I'm no lying to you. That's a true story, honest. Right? I don't I, lie. I absolutely believe you. Um, well, I mean, I, 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 I just, I just went through my notes here. What was it like being a Leo DiCappuccino stunt double just before we wrap up? Sound guy, Leonardo DiCappuccino is a sound guy. He's, uh, he's got a, a good head on. He's no let it get to him. He's really big on the environment. Um, so if you check out his Twitter, follow him on Leonardo DiCaprio. You'll find, 
I know he he, he does he changes his name. He doesn't like the De Cappuccino. He says it sounds stupid, but I says, Leo, it's you, mate. You know how a lot of these actors change their names? DiCaprio. What's that? Yeah. Egypt. Star sign or something. Oh, uh, right enough. Aye, very good. Uh, <laughs> what's your star sign, Billy? Uh, it's cancer. Oh. I know. You can't make a joke out of it, can you? <laughs> no, no, I, well, you can, because it's a crab. It's the crab. Uh, yes. I know it, it's also, a, yeah, but it's yeah. a crab. So are you crab it? You get crab it now and uh, again. You bite my dick. Just, just, uh, I live in Elgin, what do you expect? You know, El has got two high schools, eh? Uh, yes. Why do you not just have one? Big one. I, I would argue with it, but I, I live in Elgin. I grew up in Rothis, which is worse. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, I know, yeah. <laughs> we have one, and it seems like a waste of time. So. There you go. There you go. Stay in school, kid. Don't do drugs. That's what I say. Uh, so where can people find you on the Twitter? Just on the Twitter, mate. Look, social media. Oh, it's disgusting, isn't it? I don't like it. I don't like it. I use my Twitter just to put up pictures of me uh, because Instagram is too expensive. So when I'm on the Twitter, I just yeah, put up pictures of me in my past, my history, and potentially my future. Uh, I also tag in Leonardo DiCappuccino a few times just for a bit of fun. Uh, I mentioned I spoke to Martin Lewis on The Money Show he had a hole in one in golf the other day, so that was good. Um, so I get me on the Twitter at Billy. What am I? The Super Exica, Exica yeah. one. Yeah, the Super Exica. There's a link up there. If you've watched this far, <laughs> if you've watched this far, <laughs> just look at the link up there. Click on it. Okay. There you Absolutely. Go. Perfect. Well, this has been a, a wonderful chat. And, been uh, it's been wild, mate. It's been wild. It, it really has been. We've we've delved behind the mask quite quite comprehensively, I would say. I know, I know, I know you have. Um, do you want? Will I get Mr. P to sit to hang up? I'll get Mr. Um, P to hang up. Yeah, I mean, I do have a couple of questions for him. So if you want to to drag him through right. from the toilet, then just we'll speak to Billy. Billy, he yaps on. He goes on and on and on. I bet the first thing he does is go, oh, ask me about my X-Pac match. Mm. Ask me about X-Pac and McDonald's. That's what he'll be like, the bam pot. Um, listen, Billy, you're pretty brilliant. I love what you do. Uh, I'm going to go back to my workout on my gym. All right? Um, you know what I say, don't you? What did I say, Billy? What did I say at the end of my tweets? Oh, God. I'm, I'm, I'm panicking. Cali <laughs> I say Cali Ma, but I like you, Billy, because I'm not going to take your heart out, Billy. I like you. I say, stay golden. Stay golden, of course. Oh, I was putting right. the spot there, scared. Right, where is that? <laughs> I'll go and get me to the toilet, right? All right, thank Go you very ahead. much. No worries. <laughs>
2017, Grado and Rikishi. Yes. Uh, in between that, you had a ladder match. So what, what's it like performing at the Beach Ballroom? And, and, and you're always in matches that are pretty big deals, either a title match or a ladder match or with the imported talent. What, what's it like? What's the thrill of that Abdianaki uh, experience? I mean, it's I, me, I'm good pals with Sean Johnson, right? And we've spoke about it a few times. And one of the things we always say is there's no way we should be doing what we're doing <laughs> at the level we're at. It's like, because he's teamed with Hacksaw. I was like, wow, I've managed to team with, like you say, X-Pac, uh, Masters, Rikishi, um, hung out, again, I feel like I'm name dropping here, but hung out with so many. It's like, how on earth did we get this lucky? We are truly lucky and, you know, to be doing this and, it is, it's just so much fun, uh, Billy, to, to be able to say that I've done these things and experienced it. And, you know, it's it, it, for me, that's what it's all about. You know, this is, it's just a hobby to me, right? Wrestling's just a hobby. Um, but very, we take it very seriously. And uh, no, it's always been great to team up with these guys. And when I'm told I'm teaming up with these guys, it's always been a good feeling. You know, I don't mind. I'm not the type of guy, I'm not bothered about main eventing. Or being the face, or I don't. I'm not obsessive enough to worry about that. I just want to have fun, and uh, those those experiences were all great. They really were. They're all all of them were great. And I've never had a bad experience at the ballroom, um, and that's the pinnacle for us. And it's over a thousand fans, hey Billy, and you've been there. Yeah. And that's how did we get to that? How how have we managed to do that? And it's just it's fantastic, you know. The, the, the forgotten northeast uh, with just yeah the yeah, most yeah. huge well, events. Listen, obviously I'm biased, but you can talk about all these other promotions and they're all doing their thing and they all do good stuff. They do. Uh, you know, I'm not knocking any of them, but if you want to experience the best family entertainment, you know, the best family type of show with that amount of people, wrestle so it's where it's at. You know, we're not that bad. You know, we're as good as any other company. I'll say that. You know, we're as good as any other company. Come see us, you know. And uh, to have the Beach Ballroom for as many years as we did in a row, you know. And we're not an over-18s production. So we're not catered to that type of audience. We're catering towards the family-friendly audience. And, yeah, we're the best. I'm just going to say it. That's my opinion. We are the best. If you don't believe me, come and see it. You know? That's the best way to put it. And, um, I'm always kind of just, I'm trying to entice people. I mean, I'm the only place that the, the rights about, so I'm like, I'm, you have to come up and experience it. Um, but no, I was just going through, like I said, when I was getting my, my notes, I thought there might be a slight chance I might end up bumping into you in this, in this chat. So I yeah, went through. We, we can keep it quick. I'm not going to talk for ages. This was about the executioner. I managed to get him where he was. Um, so, look, you, you know, give me another five. You got another five minutes. Is that good for you, Billy? That's, absolutely. I've got all the I don't want to take up too you. much of your time. I know you're busy. I'd like to say, I've had two hours. I've had a total of seven hours now with Scotty Swift. So time is nothing to me now. He's a good lad. He's a good in Scotty. I think we could easily get a fourth uh, conversation out of, because we missed out so much somehow. Uh, but no, I was going through your, your highlights each year um, through through the wonderful place at cagematch.net. Um, 2013, 
you, you, you stepped away from the management side of things and you had your feud with Johnny Lyons. Yes. Was like getting the ring as Mr. P. Of course, I, I loved the gear with the with the Roddy Piper inspired uh, font and what have you. But what was it like getting the ring as Mr. P, no longer behind the suit and tie and the crowd was just there for it? Yeah, I was ready, Billy. I was ready for it. I'd waited a long time to, to be Mr. P. The great thing with the Mr. P, sorry, the wife's doing the dishes. <laughs> uh, sorry, executioner's wife is doing the dishes. Uh, the uh, I, I was Mr. Patterson, the man in the suit, WrestleZone management for quite a while. Uh, I want to say from 2011 to the end of 2013. So that's what, two years, two and a bit years. And we always knew that I was going to be Mr. P, the wrestler, but we're just waiting for the right time. Johnny Lyons was perfect. Listen, Billy, you talk about one of my favourite opponents. It's Johnny Lyons because he was he was giving. He was unselfish. He knew what we were trying to do with the Mr. P character, and he was fantastic. So to then share that stage with him at, at uh, Anarchy with X Pac, you know who. You know, when I was young, I was like the one, two, three kid. You know, I would have arguments with my friends, you know, because they were all big Psycho Sid fans because they liked the big guys. And I was like, no, one, two, three kid, he's awesome. And uh, sorry, I didn't wash my face when I came in the bathroom. You know. <laughs> and uh, so, no, yeah, working with Johnny's brilliant. And that whole experience for all of us with X back at the ball, that was special. And uh, yeah, I still remember that. And I, I thank Johnny so much. He doesn't really know how much he meant to me uh, for that part of my career, because I, I never would have worked with anyone else, I think. He was the perfect heel uh, for the baby face that was uh, Mr. P. I've gone, I'm hoping to have him on the show in the next couple of weeks, so I'll, I'm, I'm definitely bringing that up. So, Just, uh, yeah, my favourite, some of my favourite matches were with him that period of the time, um, because he was so unselfish. He was he was really got what we were trying to do. He was such a team player. Because of course he didn't have to. He could have been a dick about it, but he wasn't. He was he's brilliant, and uh, I think he he's one of the real good guys in Scottish wrestling. I think. And then we moved to the twenty fifteen as my, my next note I've got here. Uh, well, the twenty fourteen of course was X Pac and and the and Revolution, so we've passed that. But twenty fifteen first title tag team champion with Kane and Garrick, yeah. and then you also had the Kiss My Foot match with Alan Sterling, which I was there for. I was there for that one. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, which one first? I mean, Cade uh, get... we'll, we'll go because you've been two-time champion with Caden, so we'll do that second. So, kiss my foot match first. I was a yeah. uh, Battle of Nations, was it, or was it a, a Northern Rumble, Hotel? Maybe? I think I, I think it was a Regal Rumble because what we did was we had the match, and uh, that was just another fun feud. It was really fun working with Alan. That was when he was Lord Alan, so we had a, a big character there. So I think I work better if it's a character. You know, I mean. Um, so, and of course he had Jeeves, he had Mr. Malice, so we had a lot to play with. He did the whole vignettes with his foot and he would go to a farm and get his foot all dirty, you know, and yeah, we, 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 we really, both of us really enjoyed that match. And then of course I won the match and then we did the, the actual kissing of the foot in the rumble match, which is what we did. But a little behind the scenes thing there, during that show, Grado was running late for his match so we had to stall for time so because he never kissed my foot at the end of the match in between the matches throughout the card you know that dead time that downtime between each match i would be chasing malice or i'd be chasing 
William. I think there was two different chases in the middle of the show just to build up to this kissing of the foot in the rumble match itself. So uh, that was kind of cool. I remember that being cool because that was just kind of called on the fly. We need to kill time. Dave, go chase Mr. Malice. <laughs> so that was fun. As a fan of, of like Bret Hart, of course, harkening back to Jerry Lawler, uh, Bret Hart kissed my foot. Yeah. And all that yeah. kind of thing as well. And um, we, we both watched that match. And again, you know, I think Executioner was speaking about the blindfold matches and how you watch it. I mean, he, he was quite, quite right when they said this is stupid as he is. You know, if you're going to have you know, that type of match, what's been done before, don't copy it, never copy it, but let's see, get some inspiration from it. So there was a lot of inspiration from Brett and Jerry. Uh, and yeah, of course, the tag team. Uh, I, I, I collectively called you Team PG, but that, they never seemed to catch on, unfortunately. We, we, um, we never had a name, did we? We never had a name. Um, what was cool about that is it was just kind of, right, we need two baby faces, let's put Mr. P and Caden Garrett together. And we were always friends, you know what I mean? And uh, and then we put this together. But I don't think any one of us, I, I mean, he'll say the same thing, we don't really want to be a tag team because we like being individual wrestlers. We like that individual attention. But when we came a tag team, we are like, hey, this is kind of good. You know, this is kind of fun. And uh, we try and be odd couple-esque at times. We spoke to you one time, Billy, didn't we? We did, yes. yes. Uh, Keith. Yeah, with your brother. Your brother was uh, there, Yeah, it was. Yeah, That's right. Uh, that was when I tried to interviewing and was not very good at it at the time. I mean, really? some may say I'm not good at it now, but I'm certainly asking the questions now. Yeah. This, afterwards, like Caden was getting on at me for like me shutting up. That's one of my things. I, I don't shut up. Caden's like, I never got a word in Edwards. You kept yapping. I was like, sorry, Caden, I just got to talk. But no, I tell you, Caden Garrick, right? He's, he's one of the coolest guys, one of the most soundest guys you'll meet. And I, I'm going to tell you a little bit of trivia about him he has the best knowledge of movie quotes like uh, Grease 2 you ever seen Grease 2 I, unfortunately yes I have oh you have right most people say no yeah but I love Grease 2 right Caden he he's, he knows all the words it's like how often do you watch Grease 2 he's maybe seen it once but he's so good at quoting movies and um, what's the one with Paul Rudd uh, role models He's really good for oh, that one as well. Yeah, so Kate, yeah, he's an expert on movie quotes and quoting different movies. And uh, but no, it was great fun team with Caden. I was gutted when he beat me up <laughs> at the end of our run. <laughs> um, but then we've we've got on to ladder match that was uh, 2016. Uh, yourself and Lions uh, and Garrick against Sterling Oil, um, and then teaming with Grado and Rikishi in 2017 uh, for Anarchy. Yeah. So I say for for only just getting into the ring in 2013, each year there's like, there's been a a moment, a huge yeah. moment. And then, of course, 20, I think it was tail end 2017 um, or 2018. No, he walked into Aberdeen 18 as the Tri-Counties Champion, which is one of the most beautiful belts in wrestling. It is. Full it stop. is a beautiful belt. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a sexy belt. Um, credit to the guy that made it. Um, but yeah, I mean, those ones, I'm not going to go on for too long, but the, uh, the ladder match was one of the very few times that I was really, really nervous. Obviously, before matches get a little bit nervous, but I also, I'm, I'm a Red Bull addict, so I get really excited with my matches, but I was really nervous with the ladder match, all because there was one spot where Alan Sterling was going to throw the ladder at my face, 
and I wasn't concerned about the ladder hitting my face. I was concerned about putting my hands up. And it, and if I didn't, obviously, I didn't want the ladder to kill me, but I didn't want to put my hands up so it looks rubbish. You know what I mean? That was my main fear. I'm getting a ladder to the face. Yes, I'm going to put my hands up a little bit, but what if I mess up? It's going to look awful. You know what I mean? It, it's, I was really nervous about that. Uh, and thankfully, it worked okay. Um, but at the end of that match, I actually rolled over my ankle and I really messed up my ankle. I tore all the ligaments. I've got a photo somewhere. It's black, blue, purple. It's all the colours. And I had to go to A&E the next day because I literally couldn't walk on it. Just because I went over, I put Alan up for the airplane spin and I just went over my ankle and then he spine busted me. Um, so that's what I remember about that match. But it was fun. But I just remember being really nervous beforehand. And when working with Rikishi, uh, that was the next one you mentioned, no nerves at all because he was the coolest cat in the world. Just what a fantastic guy he was. Uh, spent a lot of time with him, just sitting and chilling. But he spent a lot of time with him. There was a lot of us. We were kind of like sitting around him and he's just telling stories. But he was really cool, really chilled. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, that tri county Championship. But the, the, all the guests, um, we've had Mick Foley through uh, as well. Um, we've been Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt. Is, do you make a point of trying to at least get five minutes with these guys that come through just to kind of pick their brain a little bit? Um, or or do, you, do you try to kind of give them a little bit of peace because everyone else is doing the same thing? No, I'm, I'm, I'm up there. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm in their face chatting to them, getting to know them. I remember speaking to Colt Cabana. Did Executioner say I'm a name dropper? I remember speaking to Colt Cabana one time because in 1999, I worked at a summer camp called Camp Ojibwa in Wisconsin. And all the kids and the staff members were from Chicago, right? Because And they all traveled 10 hours up north to this camp in Wisconsin. So I remember, hey, Colt Cabana, um, you're from Chicago, aren't you? He's like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I know a lot of guys from Chicago from uh, when I worked in uh, Camp Ojibwa in Wisconsin. And he's like, oh, Ojibwa, I know Ojibwa. Yeah, you worked at Camp Ojibwa? I was like, yeah, I worked at Camp Ojibwa. You know, what a random story. So we started talking about people he knew that went to Camp Ojibwa. This was, you know, 1999 sort of thing when I went there. So, yeah, and then Mick Foley, after our tag team match, he was in the... The different changing rooms and me Caden a couple other guys we walked in because we just wanted to see say hi you know because we hadn't said hi to him yet and we went in and it's like oh Mick are you in here it's like just a second oh, okay so I walked around and he's this is me he's taking a piss right <laughs> he's, he's got the little micker out taking a whiz and I'm like, oh, just kind of interrupted and he's like, oh no it's okay it's okay I'm coming so he came through and I just went oh hey McFoley just Mr P just wanted to say hi oh it's okay I haven't washed my hands but here you go how are you doing <laughs> he started shaking my hands so so I never washed my hand for a week. No, I'm joking. I, I washed my hands straight away. So uh, here's the thing, name dropping. Thanks, executioner. With Mick Foley, because I'm a teacher, we started speaking about the education system because somebody had told him I was a teacher. So he started asking about Scottish education. So then he was talking about some charities that he works for in New York, talking about those teachers working in the uh, rough schools, you know, the schools for challenging pupils and whatnot. So we had a good time talking about Scottish education. But yeah, I'm I'm kind of, yeah, I'll talk to you. Um, but most, do you know what? Every single one of the Americans 
have been fantastic. They really, I can't think, I can't name one that's been, you know, a dick. You know, um, don't hey, wrestle zone, book plenty of people, and a lot of them are dicks, <laughs> but it's none of the Americans, none of them. They're all sound from special mention to Hardcore Holly, beautiful man, lovely guy, and Pac, superstar, super sweet guy. So, yeah, I, I love seeing when we asked Matt Pac, uh, of course, at the Arianaki, and he was all smiley in that. We spoke to him and I was like, oh, because he took his dra uh, Dragon Gate belt and I'd, I'd held it years before when I met Ricochet, uh, who introduced himself to me as Trevor, and I'll never forget that. I can't look at him. I can't look at him anymore. He comes out on Raw and I go, that's Trevor. Um, you guys are best pals now because you called uh, to Trevor. He's like, I'm Trevor. You guys so should be like best buds. It's like, I, oh, hi, I'm Trevor. It's like, no, you're me. So stop it. Um, but yeah, and it's like all happy in that. As soon as the photo was taken, face dropped. He was he was bastard pack. And I was like, oh, oh right. that is pretty cool. Because yeah, yeah. Kelly, Kelly looked at the picture and went, he doesn't look happy to be there. And I went, he was. He's just, that's his character, is to be that, yeah. just unhappy. Um, but no, cool. Cole Cabana, I met, I, I've, I've driven him to Inverness from Oh, really? That was, that was a weird day. Still the weirdest day. Ask him about Ojibwa next time you see him. Ojibwa. <laughs> Camp Ojibwa. <laughs> uh, the only thing I remember, because it was him and Sanjay Dutt, so I was trying not to be overly, oh my God, it's wrestlers. Um, so the only thing I remember is uh, being asked, this is going to be a very, uh, earmuffs people, um, which, which if, if you could touch any female wrestler's bosom, with their permission, of course. Oh, wow. Who would it be? And, you know, we all had answers. Uh, yeah. Who's who's yours, Billy? Sorry, Wilson. Good choice. Uh, yep. Yeah. It, was, it was a respected choice. You know what? Um, I would I would say Trish, as would most people. Mm. But you know what? We were Me and Scotty were speaking about her the other day. Um, but Sherry Martell from SummerSlam 92? Yeah. Wow. I mean, you know what? Yeah. This is kind of the perverted part of the yeah, conversation. Yeah, well, I should, I should have edited this bit out. I feel like I, I should have. I should have brought this up to Super Executioner, but you know, here, here we are. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask him. Don't you worry, I'll get back to you. Like, like I say, with I want to to reiterate, with permission is is with that yes. question. Yes. Um, but yeah, is there any any moments that you'd want to to do over? Um, in your in your career as Mr. P so far, is there any moment that you thought that could have wow. been a bit better? Was or um, I wish I did this, or I mean I don't want to be like a Debbie Downer, but is it just oh, oh here's an ice cream van? Um, get get us a ninety nine. <laughs> uh, but no, is, is there any 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 moment that you had thought I could have done that? I, I won't do that again, uh, but I could could have made it a bit better. Being friends with super executioners, one of them, but no, Billy, that's such a good question. But I'll be honest with you, probably most matches I come out, in fact, every match I think I come back thinking, oh, I should have done this, should have done that. But that's part of the learning journey, you know, you just accept that I've, I've never been 100% satisfied with a match in that I can say this is my best match. Now, my favorite match. I can say that. I can say these are my favourite moments. Well, I always use the word fun. You know, every match I had with Johnny Lyons was fun. So much fun. But yeah, there's parts of those matches which oh, I wish I'd done it this, this way. I wish I'd done that. You know what I mean? But I, again, I don't try and be Debbie Downer too much about it. I just accept, you know, it's just, I'm, I've said before, I'm a teacher. 
It's the mm. same with every lesson. No lesson is perfect. And you, I'm doing about five of them each day. No lesson is perfect. You always come away, I should have said this, I should have done that. But that's, that's learning. So I can look at every match and I've never been 100% satisfied with a match. But I can say with a lot of matches, I've had 100% fun with those matches. Is that making sense? Uh, absolutely. Um, so I've got two more questions and I'll let you go. Uh, no, go for it. Go for it. Um, when you battle the nations uh, against Andy Wilde, uh, you debuted this new look. You, yeah. you did away with the tights and you came in with uh, the kilt, the face paint, the big flag, um, just Scotland in general. Um, yeah. was, it like, was it like wrestling in a kilt? Is, is it a little bit different? Was it a new experience? Did you get to, well, because you got to add new things to the, to the, I don't want to say act, but to the uh, moveset, we'll say that. Um, so was it like go from tights to kilt? Yeah, it, I remember that really well because it was actually William Sterling. We were having a, just, a conversation and we're talking about Scotland v England and I can't remember which one of us brought up we brought up Braveheart and the face paint and he was the one that actually looked at me and went Ken what you'd get away with that and I says what do you mean he says you know you, if you got the blue face paint and you got the kilt you'd get away with it you know no one else would but you would you should do it you should do it and I was honestly thinking round about that time. I just needed that fresh coat of paint. My gear was the same. My look was the same because I can't do much about it. <laughs> um, you know, every, I, the music was the same. I had the same stuff in the ring. And I, I just felt like I needed a fresh coat of paint. I didn't need a, a character change or anything like that. I just needed a, a different coat of paint. And when, so when we spoke about it, we thought, well, let's do it. So we thought, well, okay, I'll have the kilt. Um, and I, I remember it was the day of talking to Scotty and we're just goofing around. What if I, I could do the moon? Now, I'm wearing stuff underneath, but it's the fact that, you know, he's got the body. And then I could show my, my privates, you know, <laughs> just, wait, the kilt, you could do so much things with the kilt. And if Andy sells it right, which he did, you know, like when you moon somebody, the worst sell is this. What are you doing? But when I moon and Andy's like, oh my God, what did you do to me? I'm going to kill you. That's the sell. It's not me that's making the move. It's the person selling it. So, so the kilt just added that dimension. We did the Scottish music, we did the Braveheart paint. Uh, I think he won the match. Um, but then after that, it was just like, you know what, let's, let's keep doing this. I kind of like wrestling in a kilt. It's different. Uh, we kept the music. And, you know, it's, it's almost like a, everyone thinks it's Roddy Piper. And I, I do love Roddy Piper. But I'm not trying to be Roddy Piper. He never wrestled in a kilt. There's actually more of a homage to Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And he'd come out and go, oh, with the American flag and whatnot. And it's, it's easy to get applause that way. That's not why I'm doing it. I got just as good applause as being Mr. P in the tights and the, the, well, the t-shirt or the vest or whatever I wore, <laughs> you know? Um, so it was just, it was a fresh coat of paint. It was something different. And then when we took the flag out, for me, it's a prop now. Well, I can give the flag to somebody in the audience to hold. Now, again, I'm not targeting an older audience. If you're seven years old and a wrestler gives you a flag to hold and says, look, just make sure the bad guy doesn't get it, you've made their night. You know, they're clinging on to this thing for dear life. And uh, it's been, a, yeah, that's a really cool part of it. And then Nathan North tried to steal the flag that had a storyline to it. So it just opened up sort of different ways to be creative just by transforming the look. You know what I mean? Um, 
So that's a bit of a long-winded answer. Uh, wrestling in a kilt is fun. Yeah, I mean, like I say, not everyone can pull it off because, of course, Ted O'Keefe had to wear it for uh, was, it, was it Halloween hijinks? Was he, it? Or he was he was so good at that. So yeah, we did the switcheroo match where I dressed as him, the gangster, and he dressed as me. But he again, he sold it brilliantly. It was fantastic. And that match, I'm taking. That's my idea. Mister Malice, he came up with the name, the switcheroo. But that was my idea. I came up with that match. I'm, I'm claiming, I'm sticking my claim to that one. Um, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. But he, he sold it brilliantly. And uh, the, the final question, which I think I, I've kind of haven't asked, and I need to. You're a teacher. Yes. Kids go see wrestling. Yes. How often, or do, do the kids in your class, if they've seen you wrestle, do you feel like they've got a little bit of like, that's Mister P. If, if I get in trouble, he's gonna bar me. Kind of, kind of thing is there has the kids seen you wrestle have the kids seen you wrestle what's their reaction to it um what's it like as far as the kids thinking mr p will batter him never no they doesn't they don't care about that part of it it's like no it doesn't intimidate them at all unfortunately um but there is kids i think there's a couple of kids their third year now when i taught them in first year they came up to me and they showed me their phone from two years previous when they were like primary six and there was me and Caden Garrick with this, these kids with the belts, you know? So that was kind of cool, but no, they, they all kind of know about it. When I came out as Mr. P the wrestler, I did some promos for WrestleZone and it's on the YouTube page. Some of my best work might I add. And this was against Johnny Lyons and no one at that school at the time, cause I'm at a different school now, no one knew that's what I did as a, as a hobby. And uh, then when they all found out, it, it went mini viral around the school and around the suburb of Aberdeen. You know, it's got like 3,000 views, so it's mini viral. And then, of course, they all started talking about it. So I'd be walking down the corridor as Mr. Patterson, teacher, and I would just hear, Johnny Lyons! <laughs> Johnny Lyons! Embrace the chaos! You know, like, who the fuck said that? You know? <laughs> uh, but then, when, and a lot of them would be afraid to ask because they think... I would be offended by it. So when they ask, I'm like, no, it's that's what I do. This is wrestling. This is WrestleZone. It's fun. That's why I do it. I've been a fan. And they've all been cool about it. And then when I started my new school, which I'm at now in 2016, guess what? Same thing happened because they're like, wait a minute, is he? And then they Google it, they YouTube it, and then they see those promos with Johnny Lyons. So I'm going down that school. Johnny Lyons! Embrace the chaos. Of course, it was three years earlier, but they're all shouting this in the corridor. I'm like, who's saying that? So the kids, are, they've always been really cool about it. Um, my, but what I, what I, I do love it, though, because it, sometimes it's Chinese whispers. A lot of them think I'm a boxer just because of Chinese whispers. I remember sitting down with a girl in a mum and parents evening and uh, her mum goes, oh, so you're the boxer. Um, and I'm like, um, yes, I am. Yes, I am the boxer. Yes. Oh, you're good. I'm really good. I've won belts and everything. Yes, I've won belts. I'm the Tri-Counties champion of boxing. Because uh, Just because it's Chinese whispers. But no, it, they're really cool about it. And uh, I've never had an issue. And I say to I don't think they have, If they do think I'm going to beat them up, then I guess that's why my classroom management is quite good. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, well, so I'm looking at the time now, and I've, I've, I think I've kept you long enough, especially on a school night. 
Uh, I'm going to leave it to it, but thank you very much for, for joining me today and uh, pass on my thanks to, to Super Executioner with his, with his two wives. Yeah, um, clear. That would be that would be great. But yeah, uh, this has been uh, just great. Just been yeah. a great chat. Thank you, Billy, again, thank you. Uh, just again, from, um, thank you on behalf of, well, everybody, because you are, uh, the Scottish Wrestling Network is fantastic. So I only know about other Scottish wrestling promotions through you. I don't, you know, I'm not, a, I don't have time to delve deep. I'm a WWE fan. That's, that's it. But when I see your stuff pop up, I get a feel, I get a vibe for what's going on. And without that, I wouldn't have a clue what's going on. But this, this has been fun. I've been on holiday. This is the only time I really get a break. So I'm still in the, the holidays right now. And uh, I just like talking wrestling, Billy. You know what I mean? And it's been good talking wrestling. And you've reminded me of a few things as well, which has been cool. So, uh, no, that's, good man. That's what, that's what I'm here for. But yeah, yeah th thank man. you very much. I look forward to seeing Scotty Swift's interview, the, the three-hour one, uh, when oh, it goes good. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>